Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, and your screen is not confusing you. You have three awesome go-givers, real estate investors who are now interested in helping others. We call it the Three Amigos, and we do it every Thursday at 12.30. Matt, how are you? I'm awesome. Thanks, Mike. Awesome. And Dion, how are you? I think it's just funny that the podcast listeners can't see that we all got matching uniforms. Oh, no, yeah, the po- you guys are just missing. We've got the same hairstyles, same, same big old beards. Yeah, we're all, yeah, the, po- the people that are watching this online go, what the hell is he talking about? The podcast, they don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, so something I want to talk about was actually posted in our Facebook group, a little two-minute blurb from Ivy Zellman. Uh, but I don't know about your guys' channel, but her name, Ivy Zellman, has come up a hundred times in comments on my channel. Uh, in, in the beginning, I'm like, don't know, right? Don't, don't, never heard of, but I've actually done some research on her and uh, she's, she's the real deal, right? She put out some reports in 2005 and six called Investors Gone Wild. Uh, she was, a, she was, and gets credit for a lot of the work that a lot of the people who shorted the housing market used. She didn't profit from it because her job, she couldn't trade and all of that. But, you know, um, there are some very rich people that owe billions of dollars to her report and feedback. So it's not a crash conversation because some 26 year old YouTuber is saying the word crash. It's somebody that's like, hey, she made a call in 2005 after 15 or 20 years on Wall Street. I'm like, okay, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to listen. Crash. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Resume, experience, comfortable making a call early. And the reason this is coming up now is she is making a call about real estate that it is already rolled over. Real estate is already um, in for some uh, pain. So I sent you guys the clip. Uh, a, have you heard of Ivy? Have you done any listening? What, what, uh, where do we start? I guess we'll go to Matt first this time. So I, I do, I've heard of her, never heard of her on my channel. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no one's ever mentioned her on the channel. Um, I have oh, heard ninth grade her. dropouts, I guess they're not. Yeah, exactly. They're not listening <laughs> exactly. to Wall Street. Okay. Exactly. We couldn't spell her first name. <laughs> Ivy, is, <laughs> Ivy is really a hard one to spell. <laughs> I get stuck. I get uh, stuck. <laughs> I got stuck. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, so so I, what I find really interesting is so her um obviously michael burry mm-hmm. um and uh kevin bass was another guy who really crushed it then i mean his yeah. his fund had like almost 600 percent returns um you know i mean she knows more than me i guess i mean i guess i mean you know i think i think for me i think what i always come back to is I evaluate the deal that I have in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so long as I have appropriate cash reserves, I don't need to worry about having to sell. Yeah. So I think the antidote is always 30 year mm-hmm. fixed, fixed rate, rate debt, debt. Right. That cash 30, flows today. 
That's right. 30-year fixed rate debt that cash flows today that people aren't being a moron about guessing whether or not the thing is going to appreciate 20% the next year. Yeah. I mean, I bought, I've bought in all markets, right? I bought for 20 years. So mm-hmm. I bought in all markets, the highest of the highs and the Me lowest too. of the lows. I bought every year for 20 right. years. I bought every year, just like you. And I think that that's really just not as much. And I think that that's really the case right now for, I don't necessarily say that her math isn't wrong. At least she's using math to back it up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. so yeah, All I mean, right. maybe she's right, but I'll still today. In fact, I put a deal under contract last night. Nice. That the cash, the cash flows mightily. Yeah. Cool. I, Dion, how about you? Have you, has she popped up on your channel at all? So she hadn't popped up until about a week ago. Okay. And so I did some research for a video. That's my thing. I do the homework, yeah. make the video. And I think I've decided not to do the video because it just sounds like an expose and an attack on her character. <laughs> so in, I'm sorry, but in it was so bad. It was like, oh, no. says, here's the crash that's coming in 2013. It's here's the real estate crash that's coming because prices are above where they were in 2008. In 2017, it's here's where the crash is coming because there's this cryptocurrency thing that's now another investing strategy for people to put their money. So it's not going to be going to real estate or into stocks. And ah. if you call for it over and over and over enough again, it's going to start right. to sound like it chimes yeah. true when it hits. Yeah, the whole clock is right. right so in 30 years, somebody will say, hey, there's two times where she nailed this. And so she knows what she's talking about. And I'm not saying that she's wrong, but I'm no. saying if you call for it enough, it can fit. What I got out of this short clip is, and, and I don't want to tell Matt that he's wrong. Go ahead. I didn't see the math. In a while. Yeah. I saw a notion. I saw, I, she said, I saw, I think, and yeah. this is probably, instead of this data shows. Yeah. So- it, to me, it's, it's, I'm not making the video because I don't want to draw more attention to something that's a non-event. Yeah. So, so I, I've watched, I, um, I think I've watched four, probably a total of four hours of various interviews hmm. of, of different channels now. And uh, I had a conversation with Jonathan Twomley this morning, who's also a Thursday guest. guest. And we really talked about a couple of things in her latest call, because she, she has a report that just came out, Cradle to Grave, which Jonathan says he thinks he can get me a hold of. And basically the crux of the conversation is the U S population is peaked and it's going to roll over. She's she, she and her partner, I forget his name, whatever he um, basically are trying to compare the U S to Japan, right? Japan's aging population, birth rates are down. Ladies don't want to have kids They're It's, it's a whole cycle, which Again, a lot of it's based on kind of 2020, which is something I've said repeatedly. If that's in your calculation or in your math, I immediately kind of write it off because that was a that year either accentuated or removed. Correct. Right. It was it was it, it was it, there was no trend there. It was like anytime you shut the economy down or give free money away, just weird stuff. But I went back and looked, and at least natural birth rates have been coming down. And since uh, the previous president was really anti-migration, that was also down, right? One of the things that the U.S. had been known for for most of my life is the best and brightest want to come here, right? The engineers, the computer scientists from other countries, they want to come make their fortunes here. That, just raw numbers, anybody can go look them up, not as much as they used to be. However, I don't think that's a trend, right? I think 
I think general, I mean, we're never going to have open borders. I hope I don't like what's going down and all, all that stuff is crazy, but I still think the U S is the place is the spot to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, so that's, that's kind of the first thing where I'm like, I just don't see it. Right. I don't see it. So I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. Cause I got more, but I'm going to stop with that one. Did, did that come across to anyone at all? Anybody Dion, maybe. Well, population isn't the only driver of demand. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're working from home now. We have the option to work from home, so we need space. We don't need to be in an apartment. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids are homeschooled. I, my, you know, my kids are older now, but a lot of parents are saying, I don't want my kid to have to get a shot to go to school, so they're going to homeschool them. Yep. The demand is, is, is greater, and the math of population versus houses has never worked out. The statistic of 7 million or 17 million vacant homes in the United States mm-hmm. and 13 million homeless. They don't cancel each other out. They're not yeah. related in any way. It's just two statistics you can throw up there just yeah. to make it sound cool. Yeah. Um, so 40-year mortgages, low interest rates, yeah. so hedge funds things. buying in the asset class, all of these reasons pushing for demand beyond population. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I agree. You don't see it. I agree. Uh, you want anything, Matt? I find those statistics largely uncorrelated. Yeah. From her. I just yeah. I think... You know, it's, it, I just don't think that that's what matters at all because what she's saying is not because there's been the decline, right? Mm-hmm. We're in the decline, mm-hmm. but yet the market's never been hotter. Yeah. And the supply so, has never been lower and right. this and that. It's, it just, it doesn't, I don't see it. I, I, I get the argument. I get yeah. the math, right? It's data we can all look up, but I don't, I don't see the, I don't see it. It's not Maybe. connected to me. Maybe those birth rates matter in 20 years. Maybe. But they don't matter now. Yeah, they don't matter now. All right. The next thing that I thought was interesting, and again, you got to remember where her, the thing that I took away from the last hour conversation that she did was actually the last four minutes where she said she'd put her money, which I thought was really interesting. So the first thing you have to realize is she's writing reports for what I call hot money, Wall Street, hedge funds, pension funds. She spent a whole time in the first 56 or 58 minutes of his interview kind of painting a vision that all the hot money is now focused on this new thing called build for rent. Oh, by the way, all of the build for rents are focused on the sunshine states, you know, Arizona, Nevada, Texas, you know, all of those. And her point there is um, be careful, right? They, they, they may be building the focus. Right? Phoenix, Arizona can't be the number one market for building homes forever eventually <laughs> supply will dwarf demand. Sure. I'm like, okay, right. If you want to call out a market and say that you're building more than population growth and, you know, build for rent is the new hot thing. And I think he, I think she said there's like $300 billion that's suddenly liquid going there and it's going to be levered. It's not cash. It's going to be levered. So I don't know if it's levered two to one, that's 600 billion, three to one, that's 900 billion. Mm-hmm. So she, she, I think what she's saying when she makes these national calls is she's trying to shake Wall Street to stop. She's basically telling the, I don't know, the 300 Wall Street people, stop going to the same markets, look somewhere else. Right. I think that's one thing she's saying without saying. So there's a couple of problems with the build for rent. Um, the first one is as property prices started to increase, it started to make sense to build instead of buy. Mm -hmm. But then COVID happened and material prices tripled, Yeah, if not more. So last year, we can't really use the data from to say whether it's a good venture or not. 
but I have some friends who are pretty well off and they were wanting to put money into real estate. So they looked at buy for, you know, build to rent. Mm -hmm. They purchased a couple of duplexes, went under contract. Here's the property. They will build it, but didn't read the contracts very well. Oh no. The build for rent. So if you're an investor, take this to heart. The build for rent companies are selling you a property with a contract, but to get out of that contract, they give you your money back plus $50. So their goal is to get you under contract so they can build this. And then whatever happens with prices, they can sell it at that and make a profit. But if anybody comes along with $1,000 more or $10,000 more or $500,000 more, they sell the property to them and give you 50 bucks on top of your money back. That happened to both of their duplexes. That's a hell of a hole. So it was an eye opener for my friends and a great thing for me to learn without having to. Yeah. 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 As many people as possible. Yeah. Read those contracts. That's uh yeah, that's that's Ouch. that's dirty pool right there. That's nasty. How's it's, that interest-free rent? Or how, yeah, it's a business wrong? model. Oh yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Garbage. So again, I I do think, and I've said this, I think, and again, I've called markets. I called boy, like with you, Matt. I said Boise, yeah, Boise, Reno, San Francisco. Like I do think we have some bubble markets. I think I think there's a lot of times something gets. I mean, I watch. I mean, this is like the herd goes somewhere, and I like like my skin crawls. I'm like, I get so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Boise was that market for me. I think Reno's Reno for the, for the kind of same reason. And then San Francisco, just because the local government is making it easy to do crime. It's just stupid. So here's the way I would like to look at the bubble markets. Yep. In Washington, in Seattle, we saw 30% appreciation, 31% Ooh. appreciation, right? Yeah. I'm in Tacoma and Olympia, the outskirts. Everybody that was in Seattle that can't afford to buy is being pushed out. So property values in my area now are going up without it being a bubble because it's actual demand. Yes. Boise is the same way. So I'm putting a truck driving school campus in Twin Falls, Idaho. Ah, I've learned enough out of Boise to take the population explosion that's going to happen there without being in the Boise, which itself is going to, you know, run into problems probably in the next couple of years. Yeah. Genius. Look at you. Um, And then the last thing, and again, I I almost want to ask my guys to cut this because it's on YouTube. But she said where she, the guy asked her, where would you put your money? Single family homes, build for rent or multifamily. And her answer was, I would buy older housing stock, like 1950s, 1960s, clean them up and uh, rent them out. I'm like, hello, one (laughs) rental at a time. We're not buying new houses. We're not buying apartments. What are you doing telling people housing is going to crash? I'm like, I felt after all of that, I'm like, yeah, that's that's what we do in one rental at a time is we do the math, we do the work, we find out where the best yield is. And it's generally speaking, older homes that yes. need work yep. that can be rented at premium prices without being new. And they're in great locations, right? Because those get built out first. It's like, I can't believe I just listened to 58 minutes of things that I don't <laughs> know that I understand for her to tell me that my business, <clears throat> what, I'm, what I'm doing and what we're teaching is the right thing. I'm like, well, at least I stayed to the end. That's the main reason I listen to your morning updates is because I could never wake up at four o'clock in the morning and read through all of those articles that you go through. Yeah. I need the 15 minutes of somebody who's an investor telling me this is what matters to you because yeah. it does. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. It, it was very crazy. valuable. Yeah. And I think like I, like I've been saying for a couple months now, twos, threes, and fours, duplexes, tries, and quads. It's going to be the best asset class for the next half a decade. Yeah. And I guess the last, the last thing I'll talk about just because we have some time is she did talk about red and blue areas, red and blue states, right? It seems like a lot of the hot money are focused on red states and there's not a lot of focus on blue states. And she was like, 
you know, those blue states can surprise you sometimes. So uh, again, it's all about being local, understanding demand, do the math in your market, don't get spooked. But yeah, I mean, there's a couple of bubble markets, you got to be careful. Like, so there's, there's one thing I've probably pointed out once before, anytime red and blue comes up. And as an investor, I usually talk to other investors, and most of them say, I don't want to invest where it's tenant friendly, I want to invest where it's landlord friendly. So, you know, King County and Seattle just came out with some things where if, if you want to raise the rent more than 10%, and the tenant want, doesn't want to stay, you have to pay for their moving. Yeah. And yeah, you, well, have to, you can't do a rent increase without six months notice. Some strict rules, right? So investors are saying, yeah, I don't want to go to King County. I don't want to go to King County. So this is not me. But I heard Grant Cardone in his two bigger pockets things in one of in one of his interviews, he said, he loves to invest in blue states and in blue areas because the restriction on um, building causes appreciation. So here in Washington state, in my two counties, I saw 16% appreciation. King County, which is very blue, 31% appreciation. So there's some um, truth to it. Absolutely. So have a strategy that works for whatever the area is. Totally agree. And guys, how can people find you? We'll go to Dion first. Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. Nice. And Matt? Lumberjack Landlord, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time this Sunday. Three hours. Your questions, my answers. Three hours. Yeah. Craziness. Thanks, guys.